Ladies and gentlemen, this morning I have Ryan Ozawa. He's been in tech, involved in tech, for almost as long as I have been interested in tech. So that should tell you something. Um, this dude has done things that I would never conceive possible, like getting the Twitter handle Hawaii. Not underscores, no roundabouts, no nothing else, just Hawaii. Like, I don't, I don't even know how that's possible. Like, you, you've been there forever. Ryan, good morning and happy good Thanksgiving. Morning. Thank you. And you said it should tell you something. It should tell you that I'm old. But yeah, <laughs> uh, just just one of those people who signs up for everything as soon as it's announced. And uh, although it's very cool now, obviously, well, you know, nine out of ten services you sign up for go out of business before anyone's ever heard of it. So it's just <laughs> luck. It's just luck. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, I, I mentioned uh, before the interview that we have some personal connections, and I'd like to explain to you what those are. I am um, very curious. Yes. Um, so, at one time, I lived in Mililani. Oh, my. Uh, you and my wife graduated from the same high school four years apart. Okay. Go Trojans. Yes, yes. Uh, so, she was actually a tra- on the track team and a cheerleader. She started high school in 93, and you graduated in 92. Just so, missed, yeah. Yeah, just missed. And I, th- I find that just completely fascinating that, uh, you know, it's such a small world and such a, an amazing, amazing island, by the way. <laughs> it's great. I mean, Mililani is in the middle of Oahu, which is in the middle of Hawaii, which is in the middle of the Pacific. I mean, it's sort of like I think that if you didn't know where any of the military bases were, this is where you would aim if you wanted to make some trouble. So, yes, Mililani, um, yep. very uh, – Suburban town, former pineapple fields, yep. um, now pretty much where uh, Honolulu residents swim upstream to spawn. This is the uh, <laughs> this is where you go to have children neighborhood. I'm not sure if that's a thing everywhere, but definitely here. Yeah, yeah. my uh, my in-laws actually still live right down the street from the high school. So, Oh, I live right down the street from the high school, too. Uh-oh. I I walk past my window every morning before class, so I think we're very close to each other. <laughs> yeah, they're right there on uh, Ohana Nui. Okay, Ohana okay, Nui? yeah. Well, that's that's where my wife and I lived when we lived there. Uh, my my uh, uh, in laws live down by the park. There's a little park down okay. just south of the school. Um, okay. Small world. I mean, we probably bumped in. We probably annoyed each other in line at a supermarket. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, looking at some of the things that you've done, such as um, the uh, the the Hawaii Geek Meet, this is th- this irritates me. This genuinely irritates me because 2022 will be the 14th year, which means it started in around 2008 2009. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I left the island in 2008. Right, right. But, 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 how did how did I miss this? well i mean like as with anything and with any community i suppose you know communities take a while to kind of form an identity and come together and uh like i also did various tech meetups and i i know the first tech meetup where i put the widest call out i could had four people show up at a starbucks right um and that kind of grew to 200 250 people where we stopped having the event because there were many other events and nobody could 
could accommodate a group of 250 people. So mm. it just takes time. Mm. The first geek meet was maybe six or seven tents in a yeah. park. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm sorry we missed you, though. You would have been a you would have been a huge I, yeah. uh, driver it, of conversation. It, it would have been it would have been great. I, I was uh, heavily into geocaching at the time, as if you yes. if you live on Oahu and you're not into geocaching, like what are you doing with your life? Because that is the perfect way to discover so many beautiful places that you would not have known otherwise. Um, and I went to several several uh, uh, geocaching meetups and had a great time with that in 2006, 2007. And then, of course, um, I got remarried. And, well, that started taking up most of my time in 2008. And then, of course, we left in June. So, Right, right. Well, um, geocaching was something I was into, too. Uh, we got the first story in the local paper about it. And let's see. I'm trying to remember who was like around, like Rich Fuel and various um, uh, geocachers. And yes, that was the good excuse to go hiking on trails you've never hiked before, to to explore um, parks that you didn't know existed, um, yep. finding history about sites that you didn't know were there. One's now um, actually going to be a national park in a couple of years. I remember there was a cache talking about uh, an internment camp for Japanese Americans during World War II, and yeah. it was just sort of interesting site and now it's actually going to be a national park so i think that's amazing that oh, we were visiting it you know 20 years ago that's exciting yeah that that, that was the, the best thing about i mean you could find parks t- uh, oahu is um it's it's the most populated island in the hawaiian yep. chain or Ar- archipelago or whatever um archipelago there we go yes. I, I knew i was gonna get it <laughs> that was close that was close um and uh uh there are you 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 transfer between a place where there are far too many people and places where there are no people mm-hmm. and yeah. it's a very harsh transition which makes it so that there are parks tucked in behind neighborhoods there are parks behind a hill or just off the road somewhere that you would never know about and through geocaching i found so many of those and um, GC23. Now, that may not mean not a lot to people who don't geocache, <laughs> but GC23, by it, it's so old. It's been around so long that that's how they were numbering them at the time. That is the 23rd geocache ever officially placed in the world. And wow. I used to I used to live uh, at the top of uh, Iaea Heights Road. And okay. IA Loop Trail was right was less than a mile away. So I would just walk yep. there and then walk the trail. And GC23 is on that trail, or at least it was. I don't know if it's still yep. there. Um, So that was my little sanctuary when I was going through my divorce. I would just go out and, and hike IA Loop Trail. And it was, there's so much to see and so many different aspects of just that one trail. And it's just beautiful. I, I oh, Man, I miss the islands. I haven't been back in quite a while. Well, you have to come back, as they say in Lost. You must. We have to go back. Yes, yes. All, all roads lead back to back to Oahu. <laughs> um, now, I wanted to ask you about your 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 involvement in the streamathon. I know that Tom shot out an email at my request. I was like, "Hey, man, if you know anybody that might be interested, you know, see if you can get him involved." And he shot out an email, and with really quickly, you came back and said, "Yeah, I'm there." Um, what was it about the thoughts of the streamathon that that struck you as as something that you would do? Well, first of all, anybody uh, who marries someone from Milan, no, no, I didn't know that back then. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, so 
I'm a fan of fundraising and streamathons, and uh, actually, I'm not sure if you know this, but there's a web uh, podcasting hosting company called Blueberry, mm-hmm. um, and Blueberry is founded by a guy named Todd Cochran, who founded the company while he lived here in Hawaii. So he would do a New Year's streamathon, 24, 36 hours nonstop, um, also a fundraiser, and so I would actually go over to his house uh, and participate in that. And uh, no, it's just a great way to, to introduce people to new voices, to kind of reinforce the globe-spanning uh, reach of these communities, and to do a good thing. So, I mean, not even knowing anything about this streamathon, and of course, being a big fan of Tom and knowing that anything he's involved in is cool and exciting, um, I signed right up. Now I have a little bit more history because if I had known that. Todd Cochran was uh, involved in such things back when he lived in Hawaii. I would have had a lot more to talk to him about at Podcast Movement last uh, <laughs> last August. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't remember if he's 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 moving to he moved, he finally got a permanent corporate headquarters on the mainland mm. just in time, of course, for COVID to hit. Um, so I'm not sure. I think he's splitting his time between here and there. I think his family is still here. But yeah, I mean, I always tried to spread the word to people in Hawaii that we had a luminary like that here in Hawaii. But, you know, like for even even today when podcasts are in their seventh or eighth, this is the next big thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll still run into a lot of people who are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Is that like a radio station? So, yeah, yeah unfortunately, we had him right here in Hawaii, and um, a lot of pe- you know people would not stop him in the supermarket saying, are you the guy? But yeah. they should. <laughs> he's uh, he's fairly easily recognizable as well. So it's he's, Very unique voice, especially when you see him in person. You're like, wow. I mean, a lot of us don't sound like what we – a lot of us don't look like what we sound like, but that right. is definitely true of Todd, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, what are you going to be doing for the streamathon? You've got an hour. I forget what time zone you had. Um, I, I had it rem- memorized and then I forgot it because it's early in the morning here in Alaska. Uh. Uh, well, actually, you know, normally I'm used to talking to people six, five, six hours away from me. So you're one hour away from me. In fact, I think you're the first person I've talked to in your time zone uh, in a long, long, long time. Um, I'm not sure what time zone I got, but I would pick one, I gen- especially for like Todd Streamathon too. It's always good to pick the dead of night because it's not the dead of night in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and in terms of what I'm going to do, I didn't realize that there was like, I, 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 if there's a performance component, I'm not rehearsed anything. Um, but, you know, just, just talking story and chitting, chitting, chitting chat, chat, chit chatting, chit chatting. <laughs> you know, again, I would like to learn more about Alaska, and I and we can talk, we can reminisce more about Hawaii for sure. I think that my personal passion is the local science, tech, innovation industry in Hawaii. Uh, you know, when you're dealing with a lot of people who think that all we have are pineapples and uh, mai tais, um, they're always surprised to hear that there's a tech industry or any sort of. Uh, cutting edge, leading edge research happening in Hawaii. So talking about that will definitely be a lot of what I want to do. That That's something that, that I found very interesting about Hawaii is that, um, well, a couple things. First, the language is amazing. You've got, what, 12 letters and only like three of them make more than one sound. So it's it's actually right. fairly easy. Once you get over the, the, the English-isms, um, it's pretty easy to understand like exactly how a word's supposed to be said. You may not be able to yeah. say it, but you understand how it's supposed to be said. Um, the, the people 
range from not wanting you there because you're howling like me, um, all the way to being so welcoming that you're immediately Ohana. And um, there are so many different aspects of the islands that nobody thinks about because everyone's just concerned about the vacation aspects of it. There's, there's multiple deep cultures, and I say multiple because it's not just the Hawaiian culture. Like even within the Hawaiian culture, there are several subcultures and different perspectives and different ways of thinking about it. I mean, it was a chain of kingdoms that was united, so there's still remnants of that. Um, tech is huge in in at least in o- Oahu. Um, I haven't been to the other islands because uh, that was my ex wife's job going to the other islands and telling me how they were since I was working. Um, but tech is, is huge in Oahu. In fact, they had, uh, several times when I was there, Microsoft would come and announce new products there before they started doing, you know, big announcements on an, on a big stage like Apple. Yeah. Uh, they would go there and announce, that's where they announced uh, a windows seven or no windows Vista. They announced windows Vista and they came out there and had full demos and everything else. And it was great. And I, was, I wanted to be part of that. Um, and there's parts of the of the city, especially down in in Honolulu proper, that are very tech centric, and it's just it's fun. It's so cool to see. I mean, they closed Circuit City, which was sad. But <laughs> my my one of my coworkers, uh, we got we we picked him up when they closed Circuit City. <laughs> yeah. That was. That was a that Comp USA Circuit City and Best Buy, and only one made it out of that. So yeah, that was that was a that was a rough day when they when they closed Comp USA and, and Circuit City, and just so, within, I mean, we were one of the last customers at Circuit City because we bought our Wii there, you know, our Nintendo Wii, <laughs> and then like three days after Black Friday, they're like, yeah, we're closing. Like, yeah. did I need to buy two Wiis? Come on, <laughs> right. right. Um, no, everything um, you say is absolutely true. I mean, uh, Honolulu gets a lot of the bad rap because it is the big city of the islands. But I would always say if you're going to visit, uh, this is where you start. Because like you said, you can be where the high rises and hotels and the resorts are. But you can also drive 20 minutes and be in the wilderness. Um, you know, uh, People still get lost in the forests here on Oahu, even though you would think with a million people on one island, that's not easy to do. But people figure out how to get lost all the time. But also thanks to the U.S military presence and the strong investments there there's that's like you said there's a lot of research and technology coming out of that dual use technology and uh, we are a hotbed for very obvious reasons for renewable energy research because uh, we get our power from oil that is brought on boats and if you think your electricity is expensive you should take a look at a Hawaii electric bill oh <laughs> so yeah. solar and wind and all of that stuff and we of course have geothermal thanks to volcanoes and um yeah there's uh there's a lot of of really cool stuff that kind of happened because you it has to happen when you're an isolated island yeah one of the things that uh, one of the first things that i remember um being specifically tech oriented in hawaii was at one time they were looking at using uh, air conditioning is not overly common. Like you, you get it and it's, I don't know, like we didn't have air conditioning in our house in Milani until we bought right. a couple window units just because it was starting to get a little warm in the summer times. Um, but air conditioning and heating are things that you don't necessarily think about in Hawaii because it's always so nice. Like your, your temperature is between 73 and 86. It's going to have a five to 10 mile an hour, you know, windward, uh, wind, or breeze or whatever, and it's got a 30, 30 to seventy percent chance of rain every day. Like that's your weather, like every single day. 
So you don't, you know, heating and cooling isn't something that comes up. And yet they were still looking at ways to innovate using the sea and its proximity to all the high rises in a way to help regulate temperature within the apartments and within the condos and, and the other buildings there in downtown Honolulu and Waikiki. And I was like, who thinks of this stuff? But also, this is the perfect place to test that stuff out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Honolulu Seawater Air Conditioning. They're still uh, trying to make that uh, close that loop because all they do is they pull the water from as far down in the ocean as they can. Mm-hmm. And thanks to Hawaii's design, or not design, Hawaii's art, uh, geog- geology, um, you don't need to go very far offshore before you can go very, very, very deep, very quickly. So the water down there is just very cold and you just want to run that water through a building like a chiller like any other hvac chiller and um put it back in the water where it's warm at the surface so it's a it's it is um yeah, air conditioning in business places is very common um and it is a, the biggest one of the biggest expenses that a business has to deal with so uh but you're right about the 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 no heating and air conditioning thing i i just came back from new york it was my family's first trip my kids first trip to new york and um you know Dealing with a thermostat that makes something warm rather than just cool was a novelty to them. <laughs> they would yeah. uh, lose their mind in in Alaska. <laughs> I think that might be true. That might be very true. We we uh, we we just installed. We're we're the first people on our in our neighborhood in our little cul-de-sac um, to have air conditioning because we were like, you know what, these summers are getting warm. This is dumb. So we installed air conditioning <laughs> last year in in 2019. And of course, 2020 comes along, or no, we installed it in 2020, and then uh, 2021 comes along. And this summer, we didn't have a summer, so we didn't even use the air conditioning we just installed last year. <laughs> it's the first time we haven't been like just sweltering hot for a week or two at a time. Oh so, wow, I had no idea. <laughs> um, well, uh, Ryan, this is uh, this has been fun, and I'm really looking forward to the streamathon and and what what happens with that. And I'm I'm excited to have uh, have you on board for it. I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks for including me in the lineup. It's going to be so fun. Uh, where can people find you and learn more about you? I know you got the Hawaii blog. I, I was afraid it was it was going to you know go by the wayside, and then you just posted the last month or so. Yeah, I've been blogging since uh, well, actually, been publishing online since '95, and the current blog is since 2001. Um, you can find me on Twitter. That's my favorite platform. It's a cesspool, but it's 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 a beloved cesspool. I'm at Hawaii, as you mentioned. I'm also Hawaii on Instagram, and uh, yeah, I'm not hard to find. If you Google, uh, you'll get way more information than anyone really should have about themselves on the internet. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, we will see you on New Year's Eve. Thank you. Thank you. Mahalo. Looking forward to it. And aloha to everybody. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. R-A-T-U-A-L-M-I-S-E-L-Y